listening to the podcast Advertising Playbook, your resource to better understand and execute successful podcast ad campaigns. Hello and welcome to the podcast Advertising Playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood. And today on the program, we have Lindsay Smith. She is the VP of Audio Insights at Ad Results Media. Lindsay, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you so much for having me. So Lindsay, we've been working with ad results at True Native for many, many years, but today's the first time that you and I are chatting. So I'm really excited to kind of dig into your into your insights and all of your knowledge. And you have been with ad results for quite a few years now, right? Yes, almost seven years. Wow. So you have been in podcasting for longer than I have. And really, I would say seven years in podcast land is a really long time. What made you kind of jump into this space? So my background is a little bit different than most. I don't come from an agency background. I was actually working as a voiceover actor and a theater actor and director here in Houston. And I was looking to make kind of a career shift. And a theater acquaintance of mine said, hey, we have a position open here at Ad Results if you're interested in checking it out. I didn't know anything about agency life. It was a temp position. I was only supposed to be here for a couple of weeks and I'm still here seven years later. (laughs) Wow, that is impressive. And when I was looking at your kind of career growth, it looks like you started out in the traffic department and you really have kind of grown up the ladder at the company. Is that the case? Yes. Yes. I started off in traffic and I was able to identify a few gray areas that we had as far as employee coverage is concerned. And I built out what is now our Audio Insights team, which oversees the quality assurance compliance of all of the ad reads, as well as overseeing our brand suitability initiatives. That's that's amazing. And I know that one of the wonderful parts of podcast advertising is this influencer marketing, organic, authentic ad read that we always talk about being so valuable. But on the flip side, when you leave the ad read up to the host to actually voice, there there are issues that kind of come up with the ad mm-hmm. reads. Um, I know that it's, it's just kind of part of what happens, right? Not every host is going to do everything correct 100% of the time. So is that part of what you oversee or tell us more about what that audio insights piece means? Yes. So a lot of what we do is we collect the ad reads and ensure that they're running up to our standards and our client standards. We want to make sure that there's a strong endorsement there. We do offer creative direction in the case that there is a new host or maybe someone who isn't super familiar with the product or service that we are endorsing. Uh, So we will reach out and we'll offer creative direction on how they can perform in the future and offer stronger endorsements. We also run the ad through our proprietary grading system, and it does get graded for our clients. And so they can take a look at that side of performance. And yeah, we also listen for anything that might not be brand suitable for our clients. So if there's anything that's said within the ad or around the ad that maybe doesn't quite fit with our client's vibe, that's something that we also look out for. Mm-hmm. So that has got to be so labor intensive. And I know you mentioned having some proprietary software. How much of that work is done manually as opposed to through software? Most of it's done manually, honestly. I have a group of about 20 folks. And we are listening to thousands of ads every week. 
And yeah, it is pretty manual, but I think that having that human element is really important. I know that there's some AI out there that also kind of grades ads, but I think that having that human element that can really dive into context and content is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess before we get in too deep, I'd love to ask you just a little bit about ad results media and where the company came from and what your kind of presence is in the market today. We started off as mostly radio and they were really dipping their toes into podcast advertising when I joined, which was about 2015. And they just take a really unique approach to uh, media planning. We have a huge data set of performance data that does include that proprietary ad grading data from my team. We use a lot of that historical data and we create portfolio-based media plans that really maximize performance for our clients. I think that we really have an interesting place in the ecosystem. We have a lot of relationships with podcast networks and podcasters personally. We really try to offer that personal touch between our brands and our podcasts. We feel like we're really central to the entire kind of creator, publisher, distributor, seller, buyer ecosystem. So we're kind of that hub that allows us to create mutually beneficial outcomes for all of stakeholders. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think to me, like one of the things that is so wonderful about ad results is that, like you had mentioned, you have so much knowledge. You guys have been doing it for so long that you are really able to help coach an advertiser through putting together really good, effective campaigns because you know what's going to be effective Mm -hmm. and maybe what isn't going to be as effective. So I think that really is an important piece. And I'm curious, I'm, I'm especially curious because you spend so much time listening to ads, you and your team. I know we talk a lot about how podcast advertising is really influencer marketing, but tell me more about how you see it as influencer marketing. And, you know, I'm just thinking through you sitting and listening to these different ads. Would you say that the hosts really have influence over their audiences? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, traditional social media influencers, they really know how to connect to their audience through their visual content. But podcast influencers really know how to connect and create that trust with their audiences through their audio content. And audio, it's been shown to be such a personally immersive medium, and so many listeners are tuning in during what they consider their me time, so that makes it even more personal to them. Mm -hmm. Just the storytelling and that feeling like you're engaging with a friend, I think, is really what draws people in. And, you know, we've also shown that the average podcast listener, they finish 80% of the podcast that they're listening to. So as a brand, you're really in a great position for your service or product to be heard. Mm-hmm. I think the other great thing about the podcasting and and creating that influencer space is that their endorsements are so authentic. We have a really great team of creative writers who work closely with our media team and our audio insights team to kind of help podcasters weave their endorsements into their storytelling. They don't always need that help. They're usually really authentic on their own. And listeners, they love that authenticity. They're tuning in to listen to the hosts and talents that they trust, and they are trusting that experience that these folks are having with the products that they're endorsing. But Mm -hmm. just the way that the hosts are able to weave endorsements into their episodes, they do it in informative ways, creative, oftentimes humorous. It 
I just don't think that that can be found in traditional influencer spaces like an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. And I mean, I feel like it's so interesting because like you said, there's this connection that happens between the host and the audience. And I love, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone talk about the idea that you listen to podcasts in your me time, but it's totally true, right? I mean, Granted, I do walk around the house most of the time with an earbud in, but (laughs) I still would call it my me time. If I do an activity, most of the time I'm listening to a podcast because to me, it makes almost every activity more enjoyable. So I really, I I like that connection. That's a really good way of saying it. So you listen to so many ads. And I think one of the questions I get asked a lot is what makes up a good ad? I think that a lot of the performance has to do with how good an ad read actually is. I can't even imagine. I'm just trying to think about how many ads you personally must have listened to over the years. <laughs> like, what are your favorite ads and what makes an ad something that you're you're going to listen to? So anything that is tied in to the overall content of the show, mm-hmm. I think ends up being really successful. If you're able to segue in from your content. I believe it's, here's the thing, Kev on stage, he does a great job Mm -hmm. of segueing from show content into their ad reads. And it's really funny. And you can tell that they love their products and they have an intimate knowledge of them. They do some really great movement reads and Mm -hmm. they know all about the watches. They know all about the sunglasses. And you can tell that they are not really using copy to... Mm -hmm talk about the products. They just know them. They have used them. They love them. They talk about what outfits they wear them to. They wear them out on dates. They look they look very expensive, but they're not expensive. Just anything when you can tell that the host is just having a really good time with it. Mm-hmm. I think that comedy hosts also tend to do a good job with their reads. I like when they can just kind of riff a little bit and be themselves. Those are the ones that perform really well on our end. Like I said, you've got your segue, you've got intimate knowledge of the product, you enjoy the product and any humor that it's, that's like the golden combination. Right, right. I totally agree. One of the things that I always tell people is that you should try and start the ad with some sort of a hook or a story. I don't Mm -hmm. think that it's great to come out and say, this is an ad read because like the minute that you're like, thanking our sponsors or, okay, we're going to go to a quick break. Like all of that just essentially says fast forward. So not, of course, that we're trying to trick anyone. And at the end of the ad read, you can say, thank you, Movement, for sponsoring the show. But we really want to get people hooked in at the beginning of the ad read. So they want to listen through. Is that what you have seen as well? Oh, absolutely. And that's something that we also offer as a word of advice in our creative coaching try to skip that branding at the top. I know that you want to thank your sponsors and I know that they're so important to the show, but just the the spot is just so much more engaging to the listeners if you add that messaging at the end of the spot. Mm-hmm. If you can hook them in with a story, I've heard some great stories about sleep number, about how hosts will be on vacation and they'll talk about how wonderful their vacation was, but they just couldn't wait to get back to their sleep number bed. Mm-hmm. And that just, it hooks you right away. It just sounds natural and part of the segment that they're talking about. That's awesome. Yes, yes, I totally agree. And we just need to hook them in. I always tell my host, I'm like, people have to listen to the ad. They can't actually take action if they're not going to listen. So that's, right. I think that's really key. 
Shifting gears a little bit, what do you think are some of the issues facing the podcast industry? The two that we spend a lot of time talking about are attribution and brand safety. Mm. Um, attribution, especially because there are so many different ways right now to measure podcast advertising and marketers and brands really need to be open to how they want to fit that into their KPI frameworks. Measurement and attribution is also, it's got to be a shared accountability between the agency, the client, and the tech company. And there are just so many ways to measure right now. And then, of course, brand safety is a huge conversation at the moment. There's just been explosive growth in the industry. And with the news being the way that it is, and current events, I think that brand safety is is really important, especially as more clients enter the space. Mm -hmm. I think that we're going to have that conversation more and more often. Mm -hmm. So tell us then, how can you ensure brand safety? From my perspective, gosh, we didn't really used to ever talk about brand safety. Like, no. I would say maybe it's been two years that we've started as an industry to talk about brand safety. I don't know, maybe you could add some light there. Maybe it's been longer, but it does. It feels like all of a sudden, everyone's like, wow, what's going on with brand safety? And I think mm -hmm. it's a, a legitimate concern. And of course, it could have a lot to do with the world, like what yes. has happened to all of us in the last couple of years with the pandemic and Black Lives Matter and so much division within, you know, just the country and the world. I think all of those things make it perhaps more of an issue than it had been in the past. And we know podcasters are podcasting because they want to have a voice. They want to be able to say the things that they want to say. And sometimes those things might align well with a brand and sometimes they might not. And I don't always think that it's easy to tell, especially in today's day and age when maybe somebody's going to take a left turn and they're going to do something that you didn't expect. So mm -hmm. in your opinion, I guess, how long has the brand safety conversation really been happening? So we really started having this conversation about a year ago. That's when I honestly, to put like an exact date on it, it, it was April 2021. Okay. I, I remember specifically because I was on vacation <laughs> <laughs> and I was called up and they were like, what do you know about brand safety? And uh, so that's kind of when the conversation started happening for me. And that's when our clients, that's about the time that our clients started coming to us and saying, hey, we really want to be sure that we're aligning with shows that align with our values. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we started conceptualizing what brand safety or what brand suitability, I should say. We like to focus on the term suitability because as an agency, we don't want to deem what shows are safe or unsafe. We really want to match brands with shows that are suitable for their core values. Mm -hmm. And so that's really when that conversation started happening for us. And, it, and I've definitely noticed it ramp up, I'd say, within the past six months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So you're saying like a year ago, but really even in the last six months, it's become more and more of an issue for brands. So how does a brand navigate through this idea of brand suitability or brand safety? Well, I think it's important to note that brands are all going to have a different brand suitability floor. We have brands who have no problems with profanity, and we also have brands who want to stay away from profanity entirely. It just does not match with their vibe. It just doesn't match with their overall values. And so I think that that's one of the ways that we can really 
come into play. You know, we have an intimate knowledge of our clients and we have that vast relationship with podcast shows and networks. So we can be the ones who can focus on crafting that appropriate relationship between brands and talents through our media plans. Like I said, we focus really on suitability. What areas, what topics do our clients find unsuitable for their brand? And from there, we can marry their values and goals with shows that have the same goals and Mm -hmm. views. So yeah, it's always successful with a combination of the right tech and human review, which is where my audio insights team comes into play. We've worked with some great tech partners to build out a tool on the back end that we use to kind of identify different buckets and keywords. And then my team comes in and they look at those keywords and they say, okay, what's the context behind this? Mm -hmm. And does this still align even though this keyword may have been pinged, does this still align with what our brand is looking for? And so I I think that having an agency that you trust and having those partners that you trust to go in and vet the suitability for you, I think that's really one way that advertisers can best find shows that align with their core values. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great, great. So obviously, dynamic ad insertion has become much more of a thing in in Mm -hmm. recent years. And I think one of the nice parts about dynamic ad insertion is, let's say, going to run an ad on a podcast for a month. And after that month, your ad is gone. So let's say today that podcast and their content is in great alignment with you. But let's say maybe in six months or a year or even two years from now, perhaps that host takes a left turn and now all of a sudden you're not aligned with them anymore. Well, it doesn't really matter because you're not advertising on the show anymore. Whereas with Mm -hmm. embedded ad reads, while certainly there could be some upsides in terms of a long tail for results, Mm -hmm. your ad is still associated with that podcast essentially until the host decides to remove the ad from the podcast and they have to do it in a manual way. So what would you advise an advertiser uh, to do if perhaps they had advertised in a podcast six months or a year ago, and at the time they really liked the show, and now all of a sudden they feel like maybe, gosh, they don't have alignment, but their ad is baked into the episodes. How do brands deal with something like that? Well, I think it's important to take a step back and look at everything objectively. Look at the content of that show that you were in a year ago. Look at performance. Look at the demographics from that show. Who were the listeners? Mm -hmm. And from there, use that kind of information, that data to make a call that's right for you. If you do feel like you want to pull the spot from that show, I do think that that they should feel empowered to make that call. (laughs) And I just think that overall, brands just should feel empowered to make whatever call is best for them. Because at the end of the day, we want to ensure that those values and those um you know, that everything is just aligned and that it's still suitable. It's still a suitable match for them. Like I said, if it was a year ago and it was a suitable match, it's probably fine. But if they've taken a left turn now, maybe it's time to reevaluate the relationship. But that's up to the brands to decide. We're just here to give them the information. Right. And I would say, I don't think it's necessarily something that advertisers need to be concerned about. You know, like you mentioned, if the show was suitable a year ago, chances are it probably still is. So even if their ad is baked in and people are still kind of associating their brand with that podcast, it's probably okay. Unless 
for some reason, the host, I know my husband listened to this business podcast for a long time that he really liked. And then one day the host was like, I'm not talking about business anymore. I'm talking about politics now. And my husband's like, okay, well, that's a big change, right? And so all of a sudden, it didn't seem as appealing to my husband to listen to the show anymore because he wasn't super into the idea of listening to a political show. So, I mean, things like that can happen. And so I think as an advertiser, people just being aware of the shows that they have been associated with. And I feel like it all gets back to kind of our original conversation, our original question about how is podcast advertising influencer marketing? And when you have this host that is giving an endorsement for your product or your brand, you want to make sure that there is an alignment there, right? Because having that connection is what is ultimately going to lead to really good results for your campaign. But also, you're building a brand. And everything that you do, all of those moves associates you in the minds of your consumers Mm -hmm. in a certain way. And you're telling a story about who you are as a company and who you align yourself with is really an extension of that brand. And that's why it's, it's so important and so effective. Yes. Yeah, totally agree. Even if it's not intentional, any show that you are running in, listeners are going to align you with the values of that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you think in terms of where the industry is headed for brand safety? Do you think it'll continue to be a, a growing issue? And how do you think that we as an industry should be dealing with that? I think it's going to be a huge conversation. I think that we're going to see a lot of new ad tech bubbling up, a lot of AI approaches to brand safety. Um, As this does grow, I would like to see more conversations across the table about how we can best align our ideals of brand suitability across agencies, across podcast networks. Like I said, everybody's going to have their own floor, but I think as an agency, it's up to us to have our client's best interest at heart and to remain a neutral party. And that proper alignment is really what we need to focus on as we move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think you're right. I think that their AI has played a big role. And I think that we're just going to continue to see it play a bigger and bigger role in um, the industry and in brand safety in particular. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Mm -hmm. So, Lindsay, if people want to get in touch with you personally, where is a good uh, place for them to reach out to you? LinkedIn, definitely. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. And if they are interested in working with ad results or learning more about ad result services, where can folks go? You can find us at adresultsmedia.com. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. I really appreciate you being on the program today. Yes, thank you. I enjoyed it. Good, good. I did too. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the Podcast Advertising Playbook. I appreciate you joining us today. And if you are interested in a marketer's guide to podcast advertising, you can head on over to truenativemedia.com and pick up that guide that will tell you everything you need to know about podcast advertising. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Podcast Advertising Playbook, your source to a better understanding of the podcast advertising industry. 